Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Well, January of this year was the 125th anniversary of Utah statehood. Utah women have always made history, but they're often missing in our textbooks, history classrooms, and public art. Better Days 2020 said to young people around the state, we need your help to change that. So they appealed to Utah students grades 4 through 12 to create an original essay or piece of art to tell us about a woman in Utah history who made a difference in their community and to include what they're inspired to do today to follow in her footsteps. And so today we are talking with some of the winners of the essay contest and we'll have them read their essays for us. And we begin with Avery Fouth. Uh, who is one of the honorable mention winners uh, in the elementary uh, category. Uh, do we have you on, Avery? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Avery. Uh, so how old are, are you? Um, I'm 12. 12. What grade? Um, I'm in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Well, uh, wonderful. Well, congratulations uh, for being one of the statewide contest. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, so, uh, w- why did you want to enter the contest? What did what did you uh, did, did you have already have an idea of a woman you wanted to to talk about? Um, I didn't really know who I wanted to do, but I knew that I really wanted to like be involved in it. So I just went on the Better Days website and found a person that I wanted to do. Yeah, uh, wonderful. And uh, so uh, you found Anne Valentine, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, well, well let's, let's hear about her, uh, shall we? Can you read your essay for us? Yeah. Okay. Success and greatness are a process of climbing. This quote is from the tennis star Anne Valentine. Anne made NCAA and Utah history in tennis, but for her, success was quite a climb. Anne lost both her parents before she turned 12 and was raised by her oldest sister, Fran. They went through difficult times, but a local doctor gave Anne a tennis racket when she was 14, and she grew to love and dominate the sport. Along the way, Anne and her many siblings had to do small jobs to earn enough money to support themselves. Despite her challenges, Anne attended Slippery Rock University, studying physical education, and competed in basketball, volleyball, field hockey, and tennis. In the article, Anne Valentine, Coach and Athletic Director by Katherine Kitterman, I learned that Anne was the number one player in both singles and doubles in tennis and, incredibly, lost only one tennis match during her college career and then went to Penn State University for her master's degree. Anne Valentine was a helpful and supportive person. She moved to Utah and was hired at BYU to coach tennis. Anne started the first mixed-team collegiate tournament there. She also started the first national indoor Rand-Robin team competition. Anne was an incredible coach, winning the Wilson ITA Central Region Coach of the Year Award four times and having her team ranked in the top 20 19 times. Eventually, Anne retired from coaching and became the athletic director for women, including women's softball and soccer teams, to BYU. Anne inspires me because she's a leader and a resilient athlete. I'm very competitive and love sports. Although I don't play tennis, she inspires me in what I love, volleyball and soccer. Like her, I want to pursue sports and school. I believe Anne showed me that you can be a strong woman leader outside of politics and religion. She was a powerful female who did what she loved and shaped the history of sports. I believe that Anne inspires girls to do what they love no matter what their circumstances are. 
Wonderful. Well, that's a, that's a beautiful essay. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, so you're interested in sports, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned what, soccer and volleyball? Um, yeah, I play competitive soccer and competitive volleyball. Yeah, uh, excellent. And you said that learning about Anne Valentine uh, it taught you that uh, women could be leaders uh, even outside of politics in, in many areas, including sports, I guess. Um, yeah, because um, just a lot of the times I've heard about it, it's in um, like the first woman senator or stuff, and I think that's cool, but I also thought it was cool how I found someone that um, like was interested in what I'm interested in. Yeah. Is that how you came to choose Anne Valentine? She was kind of outside that uh, the politics and, and those things? Yeah, that's how I wanted to do her, because I saw that she was interested in sports. Yeah. Well, you've you've taught us. I didn't know about Anne Valentine, so appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so I think you, you have your mom there, do you? Yeah. Uh, could I talk to her yep, for a I'm minute? Here. Yeah. Oh, you're here. Okay, you're on the line. Okay. Uh, I was going to have you hand the phone, but you've 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 preceded the technology with me. Uh, so, uh, Beth Fouth, uh, mom to uh, Avery. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on this contest? Uh, Avery did such a great job. Uh, interesting that Avery chose someone outside of politics, for example. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was. I think I think it was a really great opportunity for you know people in the state to do this, and and I learned a lot. I I didn't know about um, a lot of these women leaders too. So as she was on the website trying to trying to choose the person that inspired her, you know, we had some conversations about about the women that were listed, and and I learned quite a bit. So I think it's a fantastic opportunity. What, what do you think something like this, uh, you know, Better Days, they do good work, um, and their their appeal when they put out this essay contest is, um, you know, some Utah women are missing in our textbooks, history classrooms, etc. cetera. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? I guess you, uh, you're probably younger than me, but I certainly uh, experienced, you know, growing up and 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 not knowing about a lot of the women that we were hearing about lately in my textbooks. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I grew up outside of Utah. I grew up in the state of New York, but I think it's a pretty similar experience there as well, that, you know, when we learned about state history, or, or really even, you know, sort of U.S. history, there, there were not a lot of women characters or l- women figures that were included. And I guess at the time, probably, I, I didn't question it so much, um, but this made me think, really, you know, as an adult, and that they were making an effort to, to try to include more um, women who, who did have a strong influence on the state. Um, but, you know, so I have to say that, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of Utah history growing up, um, but I think that this is probably something that um, in every state, you know, we, we need to learn more about the women that, sh- that shaped, the, shaped the state in, you know, in, in a lot of aspects. I think I appreciated that Avery did choose somebody that was, you know, a, a figure um, in sport, because I think that that inspires a lot of a lot of girls that um, love sport and and probably nearly always see um, their male you know male figures and male leaders in sport instead of instead of women. So I love that she chose Anne Valentine. Uh, just finally, um, just expanding on what you just said, um, you know, inspiration is I think that's important, right, for young people like uh, like Avery to have role models like that. Absolutely, yeah. She, um, what's what's great too is originally she um, when she was trying to choose uh, who she might write about, she actually really wanted to write about one of her teachers, and I thought that that was 
And we had a conversation about, you know, I think they're looking for more historical figures and not just just people that inspire you. But I love that she first went for somebody that just directly influences her life every day. It was a, a wonderful, um, you know, woman teacher at her school. And so she selected Anne Valentine, but she's obviously in, inspired by lots of women leaders, you know, even in her community. Yeah. Well, uh, Avery, can I talk to you just briefly uh, here? We'll, we'll go on to the next segment soon. But uh, uh, so you did, you, you were you were wanting maybe to select one of your teachers. And then it, they, they said, well, maybe a historical figure. But uh, it's that, that's wonderful that you have a teacher that inspires you. Um, yeah, she's our vice principal. Um, her name is Dr. Reyna, and she started this group that's called Girls Leadership. That's basically, like, about um, having girl leaders, and she's, like, a really inspiring person. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, well, Avery, congratulations on your on your essay. Very well done. Thank you so much for reading it for us. Thank you. And, uh, and Beth Pout, thank you so much uh, for joining us as well. Well, thank you so much for, for featuring this. This is great. Wonderful. Uh, well, uh, next up, we have the, uh, the winner... Uh, in the uh, essay contest for elementary uh, students, um, and uh, that is uh, Kania Lynch, or is Kania? Am I saying your name correctly? Um, it's Kania Lynch. K- Kania, apologize for for that. I got Kania Lynch, and uh, and uh, you got your parents on the line with you as well. So uh, you go to Esperanza Elementary. Where where is that? Um, it's in West Valley, Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Uh, how old are you, Kanaya? I'm 10 years old. 10. Uh, what grade? Fourth. You, uh, fourth grade. Wow. Um, so uh, tell us who you uh, selected to talk about in your essay. So I am talking about Representative Sandra Holland. Yeah. And why did you choose her? Because she made an impact in the world, and she made the world a better place. Yeah, she's a great person. I've interviewed her several times on the radio. So this is, uh, so you've, you know, some folks have chosen somebody from the past. You've chosen somebody who's serving right now. So that's wonderful. Um, so what did you think when the, when this essay contest came up? What, uh, why did you want to enter? Because um, I got inspired by my teacher, Omago Sain, and my vice principal, Julia Barrientos, and my principal, Alejandre, and my parents. Um, when I heard this, I was so excited, but I was also nervous because I thought I was never going to win. But now that I know, I'm excited. Pretty. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah, you're the winner for the whole whole state, right, for this elementary division. Uh, so can you, can you read your essay for us? Sure. Representative Sandra Hollins has touched many people's lives. She will leave a legacy of service, commitment, and compassion in the state of Utah. She inspires me to never give up. She always stands up for what she believes in, even when it's hard. Representative Hollins has made a way for little girls like me to be a leader in government. She is the first black woman ever elected to the Utah legislature, and she is my mom's sorority sister. I have seen how powerful speeches that Representative Hollins 
does at the Capitol and on television. She made an impact in my community by removing slavery from the Utah Constitution in 2020. I saw her standing on the Capitol floor when she first introduced introduced the bill. She stood with Freedom Rider Joanne Tromper Moholland, who is almost her sword who is also her sorority sister. Representative Holland was brave as she told everyone why it was important to remove slavery from the Utah Constitution. Because of her courage, the bill passed and she was successful. I recently interviewed Representative Holland. She inspires me to use my voice to speak up for what is important to me and will change my community. Recycling is an important issue to me. Like Representative Holland, I want to speak up because animals and people are dying and getting sick because we are not taking care of the earth. It's important that we recycle so that the earth will stay clean and we can breathe better. I'm going to start my own recycling business and have Zoom meetings to teach people about the importance of recycling. I hope that my efforts will be uh, impactful as Representative Collins and change my community for the best. Wonderful. Well, thanks for reading that for us. Uh, so you, uh, Kanai, you had a chance to talk to Representative Hollins, it sounds like. Yes, sir. And you've been inspired to, uh, to jump into recycling efforts. That's wonderful. So you're going to have Zoom meetings and, and do other things. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Why, why did you choose uh, the, the environment? Um, because recently, every time I go to, like, parks and, like, places, I always see trash on the floor. And, like, there's always problems on the news. Like, they're, like, like turtles are dying and the pollution's getting worse. So I wanted to make an impact by having our, my own recycling business. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Uh, so do you have your mom on the line? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Uh, hi, morning. hi. Uh, is, is it uh, Kaleda? Kaleda? It's Kaleda. It's good. so nice to be with you. Thank good, you for good. having us on today. Yeah, wonderful. Well, uh, Kanai did such a great job, and uh, that, that's that's quite the honor to a statewide winner. Um, uh, she mentioned in her essay that um, that you're a former sorority sister with with Representative Hollins. Yes, um, Representative Hollins and I are members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and we serve together here in Greater Salt Lake Alumni Chapter. So it's such an honor to be her sorority sister and to work on um, things. I actually worked with her on the Abolish Slavery um, project that she did here. So just so honored. So that's an illustration of there's still work to do, right? We might think, well, the, the, yes, the people that came before did it all, but they didn't. Yeah. Yes, and, and I'm so proud of Kanaya for, for what she has done. She just she makes me so proud, and I'm, I'm happy that she gets to see um, inspiration in action. And so she gets to be around wonderful women like Representative Hollins to see the work that she's doing in the community. Maybe expand on that a little bit. It's important to have those role models, right, inspiration around us, especially for young people. 
Yes, it is. It definitely is. You know, our young people are at a very critical age now where um, they need to see positivity and, and great role models around them. I call them the leaders of today. A lot of times you hear people say they're our future, our leaders of tomorrow, but they actually can make change right now. And the way that they can do so is with great support systems and great role models, such as Representative Holland. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we uh, do we have uh, Kanaya's dad? Do we have Martin on the line. Kanaya's dad is actually out working. Oh, he right is. Now. Okay. So okay. He, he should be listening, though. So. Well, <laughs> hi, 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 Mr. Lynch, <laughs> and congratulations <laughs> about your daughter. Uh, well, can you put uh, Kanaya back on? Or I guess you, Kanaya, you're there, right? Yes, Kanaya's right yes, here. Sir, I'm here. Okay, wonderful. Well, congratulations. Um, so I guess up next, you continue school and uh, and work on your recycling business, I guess, right? Yes, sir. Wonderful. Well, uh, congratulations. Uh, that's a great honor, uh, statewide winner in the elementary division for this contest. Thank pre- you for letting me on here. And appreciate you uh, sharing your essay with me. Thank you. Uh, appreciate the the Lynch family and uh, Kanaya, the Thank the statewide so winner. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, up next, we have, I believe, with us uh, Sadie Haas. Uh, are Sadie, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Sadie. Uh, I understand you're an honorable uh, mention winner in the elementary uh, division. So, congratulations. That's wonderful. A great honor. Uh, so, uh, what? Uh, how old are you, and what grade are you in? Um, I am 11, and I'm in fifth grade. Wonderful. Um, so why did you want to, to uh, take a, a stab at this, the contest? Turned out very well. You're one of the winners. Uh, what did you think when this contest came up? Oh, um, I was excited because my teacher asked me, and she chose me because she thought I was a really good writer. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you are, uh, being one of the winners here. Uh, so you chose uh, Gail Miller. Why did you chose, choose Gail Miller? Because um, she uh, went through some hard times when she was, like, younger, and um, her husband died, and she took over, like, some of his jobs, and she was, like, pretty much successful with all of them, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is, and this this is a, she's of course still living, so that's a, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, well, Sadie, would yeah. you would you read your essay for us? Yeah, Utah women have always made history in our communities. Gail Miller is one of them. Gail is a successful businesswoman and philanthropist. When her husband died in two thousand nine, she chose to take over many of his responsibilities with their dealerships, ownership of the Utah Jazz, and the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. She inspires me to be an independent woman, serve and help others, and have a successful life. First, she inspires me because as the owner of the Utah Jazz, she speaks out against racism. After an incident with an opposing player being attacked by a fan's racist comments, Miller said, this should never happen. We are not a racist community. We believe in treating people with courtesy and respect as human beings. This shows me that she cares about our community and stands up for people who are being judged for the color of their skin or their cultural background. Second, she inspires me because she is a successful businesswoman. According to Forbes.com, 
The dealerships she and her husband owned earned about $5.4 billion in sales in 2019. Her estimated net worth is $1.9 billion. Their businesses have given jobs to thousands of people and have helped Utah's economy. Lastly, she inspires me because she is a philanthropist. She recently donated $50 million to Intermountain Healthcare to build a better children's healthcare network. Also, in 2019, the Gail Miller Research Center opened in Salt Lake City. The website, ksltv.com, states, the Gail Miller Resource Center will serve men and women experiencing homelessness and provide a place where couples can go and find resources and hope. The Resource Center provides shelter and helps people in crisis to get them back on their feet. Gail really cares about our community, and I think that is amazing. Because of Gail's success, I am inspired to be independent and never give up in hard times. She has inspired me to help in my community more and to speak up for people who are being put down. I think Gail Miller is a very inspiring and amazing person. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's uh, very well done. Uh, that's uh, Sadie Haas with her essay. Uh, it's uh, an honorable mention winner uh, for the elementary division in Better Days 2020 essay contest. So you say there that uh, Gail Miller inspires you, I think, uh, I remember to be independent and to never give up. A couple things that she inspired you to do. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are great, uh, great things. Um, did you uh, did you know much about Gail Miller before you started on this? Did I imagine you learned a lot. Uh, no, I didn't really know much about her. Yeah, yeah. So this is a wonderful opportunity to, to learn. And, and now you say she's inspired yeah. you in, in many ways, also to give uh, to your community. Uh, that's that's a yeah. wonderful thing as well. Uh, well, do you have uh, do you have your mom on the line? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Okay, can I? Hello. Talk to, hi, uh, this is uh, Kristen, uh, mom to, to Sadie. Uh, so, w- what did you think when uh, Sadie expressed interest in entering the contest? I was really excited. She um, um, is a really smart girl, and I knew that once she put her mind to it, she'd be able to um, write a really awesome essay. And I love that it was highlighting Utah women who um, make an impact in our lives. And uh, Sadie said her teacher thought she was a good writer, so and and that proves to be the case, right? <laughs> Winning essay here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, and uh, I imagine very pleasing to you that uh, learning about Gail Miller has inspired your daughter in several ways, including, you know, never giving up, being independent, being a philanthropist. Yeah, um, we both learned a lot about Gail and um, and continue to do so. It kind of sparked a little interest in Sadie to continue to learn um, some more about her. And um, I think it's fitting that she picked Gail because I think that Sadie has a lot of the same um, kind and um, and generous attributes that Gail possesses. So you, you maybe both learn a little bit more about Gail Miller as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. And there might be other uh, figures that, uh, you know, you could jump in and learn on Better Days 2020 website and, and so forth. Um, I wonder, uh, do, you, do you feel like, I mean, your education, uh, your time in school compared to Sadie's, do you, do you feel like we're doing a better job of highlighting women in history? Yes, definitely. I think um, I think girls today have uh, a lot a lot of information out there of other women who have blazed the trail for them and 
and shown the possibilities um, for them in their future and, and the things that they can accomplish. And um, and I, I I think I had a lot of um, amazing role models um, that were women in my life, but it's really cool to see it um, shared in the community and shared to the whole state, um, these women who have... Um, have impacted our communities and have have made history. So I, I think that we're doing a much better job today. Well, that's great. Um, uh, Sadie, you're still there? Yeah. Great. Uh, well, congratulations on, on having a winning essay. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, good luck to you, and, and, uh, and good luck, uh, uh, Kristen, your mom. So, well, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye. Bye now. Bye now. Good luck to you. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will uh, hear from a couple of the winners in the middle school division. Later in the program, we'll have one of the winners at the high school level. We're talking about essay contest winners, an essay contest put out by the organization Better Days 2020. Uh, they appeal to Utah students grades 4 to 12 to create an original essay or piece of art to tell us about a woman in Utah history who made a difference in their community and to include what they're inspired to do today to follow in her footsteps. And so we're talking with some of the essay contest winners on the program today, and we'll have more following this. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible by listeners like you. And Palmer Home Furnishings, offering a variety of sofa love sets, dining room, and bedroom furniture. Located at 1670 South Highway 165 in Providence. Information at palmerhomefurnishings.com. Support also comes from Cafe Ibis, 52 Federal Avenue in historic downtown Logan. Open seven days a week, featuring triple certified coffee, espresso bar, beans and brewing tools, and many gift options. Information and ordering at cafeibis.com. It's bare root planting season, and these helpful tips will guarantee greater success when transplanting your plants. Always hydrate your rootstock in water or a root stimulator for 12 to 24 hours before planting. When preparing the hole, always dig it two to three times the width of the root ball and as deep as the root system to the graft or bark tissue, not deeper. Mix 25 to 30 percent of a planting mix or compost into the soil removed from the hole to help with drainage and moisture retention. Gently backfill the hole to avoid damaging the exposed roots and prune thoroughly. Bare root trees and fruits can lose up to 50% or more of their root systems during digging and transportation. You have to compensate for that loss by pruning in the tops as well or they will struggle to leaf out. Support for The Garden Spot comes from Logan Extermination, serving Cache Valley for over 45 years, offering year-round pest control, lawn, tree, and shrub maintenance. Information at loganextermination.net. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Uh, Utah women have always made history, but they're often missing in our textbooks, history classrooms, and public art. Uh, so the organization Better Days 2020 uh, appealed to Utah students grades 4 through 12 to create an original essay or piece of art to tell us about a woman in Utah history who made a difference in their community and to include what they're inspired to do today to follow in her footsteps. And today we're talking with some of the winners of the essay contest and uh, having them read their essays for us. And uh, we turn next uh, to Miley Gonzalez. Uh, Miley, are you with us? Uh, yeah. Hi. Hi, Miley. Uh, how old are you? 
I'm 13. 13, and, and what grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Um, and you're uh, one of the honorable mention winners in the middle school division, so congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so you go to Union Middle School. Where is that? Uh, it's in Sandy. In Sandy. Okay, great. Uh, and in fact, uh, you uh, you have another person from your school who also is a winner, uh, Liddy Hobbs, who we'll talk to a little later. So Union must be something in the water there at Union, I guess, right? Some great students. Yeah. Uh, so you you chose uh, Riva Beck uh, Boson. Am I pronouncing her correctly? Uh, yeah. Uh, why did you choose her? Um, I just thought that she was, like, really cool, and she kind of went into a lot of new things that people hadn't done before, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. Well, c- could you read your essay for us? Yeah. The first woman, too. That is a sentence I believe many women and girls out there would love to hear about themselves. For example, the first woman to judge in the state of Utah, the first woman to repre- represent a county in Utah, and even the first woman to represent the to be sent to the United States House of Representatives from Utah. Those are some of the many accomplishments of Reva Beckbozum. Reva was raised to believe that her education was just as important as her brother's, which now seems like a pretty normal thing, but in the 1890s, a woman's education was not considered as valuable as a man's. Luckily, Reva's Reva did not give in to that belief, and after much hard work in a class of which I can only assume was almost all men, she became the fourth woman to graduate from the University of Utah College of Law. In 1932, all her work, all her hard work paid off, and she was elected to represent Carbon County in, in the Utah State House of Representatives, and even re-elected in 1934. While in office, she sponsored bills that helped resolve issues to do with labor laws and even instituted the women and children minimum wage. She continued to progress in 1948 with yet another first, becoming the first woman in the United States House of Representatives from Utah, making it a total of 522 men and only nine women. During her time in office, Reva was an amazing representative for Utah women, and although she was not re-elected when she ran again in the 1950s, she was replaced by Ivy Baker Priest, yet another strong role model for women. Reva is a huge inspiration to myself and many other women who want to go into fields that are typically considered jobs for men, such as law, politics, engineering, medical school, etc., which are fortunately becoming more and more common for women. As an eighth grader, I'm still struggling to figure out what I want to do with my life, so I continue to work hard in all of my subjects. And thanks to brave women like Reva, continue to work hard to accomplish their dreams, I can more confidently go into the not-so-typical work fields with a lot less criticism than those before me. Our society has advanced immensely in its beliefs about women, but we still have a long way to go. I want to one day be able to say as Reva could, I was the first, or even I was the youngest, or I was the bravest, or even I tried my very hardest. All I want to do is to be able to make a difference in someone's life and inspire others to do so as well. I believe that if we take inspiration from Reva and push through all the hate and trials of this world, we can one day say, I made a difference, and that difference was a good one. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on your essay. Thanks for reading it for us. Uh, uh, I was struck in there. You said someday you, you'd like to be, uh, have it said of you, you'd be the first or the bravest or you tried the hardest. 
Uh, that's that's very inspiring. Uh, so it's good luck with that. With that, uh, so uh, I guess some of these things you learned, I guess, from from Reva, um, learning about her life. Yeah, it was really cool to like see how many people like she was compared, like with how many men there were in the representatives with only nine women. Like I thought that was really cool that she was just like very. I don't know. She there weren't a lot of people like her, and it was cool. Yeah. That's great to learn. Uh, let's see. Do you have your uh, mom on the line? Yeah. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Is it uh, Liesel? Yes. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, so what did you think when your daughter said, I, I want to enter this this contest? Um, I was really surprised, actually, um, and grateful to her teacher for seeing the potential in her and calling her out. She basically told me when she was done writing the essay about it. And so, yeah, I was really, I read it and I thought she did a great job. Yeah. Did you have input on helping her choose who she wrote about or did, uh, was that all Miley? No, that was all Miley. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so w- what do you think of the, of the essay? Well, there, there's some definite lessons there and some inspiration. It sounds like Miley drew from this. Yeah, I think she did. Um, she's we kind of tease Miley because she doesn't or didn't spell very well, and so <laughs> she's like <laughs> kind of been teased in our family a lot. And so I love that she like took inspiration that she could overcome that and like go against the stereotypes of her not really excelling in the English. Um, category to be able to go on and get an honorable mention in this category is pretty great and she's a little embarrassed that i'm telling you that right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't worry miley it's only going out to our entire audience that's it's no no problem it's no problem at all um (laughs) miley you uh but you, you you had some things to overcome maybe you felt a little insecure about writing it sounds like but but you did a great job yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, well, well, that's wonderful. And congratulations to you. Thank you. And uh, Lisa Gonzalez, uh, congratulations to you as well and the whole family. Thank you. Uh, Miley Gonzalez, honorable mention winner in the SA contest from Better Days 2020 in the middle school uh, division. We appreciate her joining us. I believe we have on the line, do we have uh, Lydia Hobbs with us? Yes. Hi, Lydia. Uh, thanks for joining Hi. us today. Uh, congratulations on uh, being one of the winners. Thank you. Uh, I guess you, you send your, your essay in and you hope for the best, but uh, maybe it was surprising to be selected as one of the winners. Yeah, I was very surprised that I won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, so uh, how did you select? I think you selected Ann Valentine. How did you select her? I chose Anne Valentine for my essay because as I was reading her biography, I felt like we both had like a similarity, which was our passion towards sports. Yeah, so it's uh, inspiring that way. By the way, I should back up. Uh, Lydia, how old are you? Oh, I am 13. 13 in what grade? In eighth grade. Eighth grade, okay. And you're in Union Middle School. Yes, uh, yes I'm at Union. Uh, so we just talked to Miley Gonzalez, one of the other winners, also from Union Middle School. So uh, congratulations, a couple of winners from that school. Um, yeah. So so you play sports, you told me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do play a sport. What do you play? I uh, do competitive cheerleading. Oh, what uh, what's that like? I think I've seen some videos, but uh, tell me a little bit about that. It's just like we do like a lot of like tumbling. We're, like we make a routine, we tumble, and we do a lot of stunts with people. And like we go to competitions, and like you get to make new friends, and make yeah, just make new friends and new people. Yeah. Do you do you get thrown up into the air like we see sometimes? No, I throw the people up in oh, the you, air. Oh, you throw the people. Okay, very good. Yeah. And do you do those pyramids? I've seen those yeah, as well. Yeah, we do a lot of pyramid yeah, work. Yeah, and I imagine that takes a lot of work to be able to do it safely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, um, Lydia, uh, would you read your essay for us? Yes, I will. Anne Valentine, short for Antoinette Valentine, is a well-known Utah woman who coached the women's tennis team at BYU. Born on January 1, 1932, in Sykesville, Pennsylvania, and she sadly died on June 15, 2018, in American Fork, Utah. Anne's dad passed away when she was only four years old. Then seven years later, her mother committed suicide. After Anne's tragic passes, her oldest sister, Fran, took care of Anne and her siblings. All 10 kids came up with jobs for each kid to help the family be in a stable lifestyle, from grocery stores to cleaning homes. She played many sports throughout her life. Anne and her brother played many sports by her local Catholic church. Anne Valentine is influential to me because I'm a woman athlete who inspires to be as good and motivated as Anne Valentine. Anne Valentine is an astonishing woman who has changed the, the sports community. She was the coach for the women's tennis team at Brigham Young University in 1969. She was very concentrated in fostering the BYU program. She also was persistent in advancing the women's intercollegiate athletic competitions. She started the first mixed college tournament at BYU and started the first national indoor round-robin team competition. She has changed many things slash ideas throughout her life. Anne Valentine is a very influential person to me because she has changed many thoughts in the sports community. I am a competitive cheerleader who always gets judged slash overlooked because of what sport I play. It has always made me feel very lonely and sad because some people don't want me to continue on what I love to do. But now that I know of this amazing woman, Anne Valentine, she has changed my life and others' lives. Just by those awesome changes, I and many people have changed our perspectives towards sports and dedication. I am now ready to work as hard as Anne Valentine and get to my goals. Tie back to thesis, Anne Valentine is an influential person to me because she has changed many perspectives towards athletes. Anne Valentine inspires me because I can make more changes in the sports community. I can help kids slash people persuade their dreams like what Anne Valentine did. I want to inspire other people and have them know that they can do anything. I will also work hard for myself and accomplish my goals that I have always wanted to complete. All these things I will work extremely hard to get to at Valentine's level and inspire people. Valentine is an influential person to me because she was worked she has worked very hard, which inspires me to keep on going. In conclusion, Anne Valentine is a very and very influential person in the sports community. She worked very hard for all of her goals, which she has inspired me. 
So the next time you want to complete a goal, think of Valentine and research on Valentine and become like Valentine. Work very hard to reach your goal. Well, it's wonderful. Thanks for sharing your essay with us. Thank you. Uh, So you said in your essay that uh, some people, uh, I guess, give you some pushback on competitive cheerleading. It's not, uh, quote-unquote, mainstream sport. Do, Do people criticize you sometimes for that? Yeah, a lot of people, like, think that, like, I can't do most of the stuff just because I do such a girly sport. Well, if you're if you're uh, if if you're throwing some of the people in the air, I don't think that takes some skill, right? Some strength. Um, so, yeah. so what do you you say? You've been inspired by learning about Ann Valentine to to push forward and to be confident in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. What uh, what looking in the future? What do you think you'll uh, do? Continue with competitive cheerleading, and what what else? Yeah, probably like just be a coach in competitive cheerleading. I've always wanted to help younger kids to reach their goals. Yeah, well, that's a wonderful goal. Uh, by the way, Lydia, uh, some of the folks have had a parent on the line with them. I don't know if you did or not. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, which is fine. Okay. I just didn't want to neglect them if they were there. So, um, oh, no, yeah. Uh, so, um, are, have you been inspired now to look, maybe learn about other uh, women in history? Yeah, I've been. I have been more inspired. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for sharing your essay with us, Lydia. It's a wonderful essay, and uh, congratulations, statewide winner. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on here. You bet. Thank you, Lydia. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, let's uh, take another break. Uh, When we come back, we'll have one of the winners at the high school level. Uh, We're talking about uh, Better Days 2020 essay contest. They put out the word uh, to students grades 4 to 12 to create an original essay uh, and tell us about a woman in Utah history who made a difference in their community. And uh, we are hearing some of the results, uh, some of these great essays and talking to the winners. We'll have more following this. Support for UPR comes from our members and in Utah, working to slow the spread of the coronavirus while safely exploring the diverse offerings of local businesses, services, and cultural experiences all available in Utah. More at inutah.org. Over and over throughout this last year, we've heard from UPR listeners all across the state commenting on how Utah Public Radio has helped them feel more connected during moments of increased isolation, loneliness, and physical distance. That is the power of radio, to connect and to create community even when we're physically far apart. If you have felt more connected to the world around you because of UPR, then help support that service today with an early gift at upr.org so we can start our spring member drive strong and ahead of schedule. This Week in This American Life. For a long time, people have said the SATs are biased against certain groups of kids, and we should not require them. And then, this year, because of the pandemic, most of the top colleges stopped. My my mom was the first person I told, so I ran to her, gave her a hug, we, like, jumped. Who wins and who loses as the pandemic throws college admissions into chaos this week. Tune in Saturday morning at 10 here on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah today. We are featuring uh, some of the essay contest winners. Better Days 2020 put out out an appeal to Utah students grades 4 through 12 to create an original essay or piece of art 
to tell us about a woman in Utah history who made a difference in their community and to include what they're inspired to do today to follow in her footsteps. And so uh, now we uh, turn to one of the winners in the high school uh, division, uh, one of the statewide winners, and uh, we bring on, uh, I hope I'm not slaughtering your name, is it Keisha Burroughs? Yeah, my name is Kezia. Oh, uh, Kezia. Yes. Okay, great. I wasn't too far off, <laughs> but but a little bit. Not too far. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Kezia, uh, you are, uh, understand, uh, you go to Delta High School? That is correct. Yeah. So what, what grade are you in? I'm a junior this year. All right. Well, well wonderful. Um, and you're one of the honorable mentioned winners, a statewide winner here in this uh, contest. So congratulations to you. Um, you chose Margaret Pruitt. Uh, so, so why did you choose her? So I chose Margaret Pruitt because of the theme and because I've heard wonderful stories about her. And I thought it would be a great idea to let her name be known. Yeah. Well, let's learn a little bit more about her. Would you read your essay for us? Of course. Every once in a while, there's a kind of lady that always seems to know exactly what she needs to do or where she needs to be. Practically a fairy godmother. When I saw an opportunity to write about one of the most influential women in my community, I knew just just whom to write about. Margaret Pruitt was a caring, get-her-done countrywoman who always looked for opportunities to lift those around her. She was exactly the kind of person everyone felt they could count on to write in their day. Margaret's life was full of hard work, joy, and faith. By loving God and putting Him first, she believed everything else would fall into place. Always family-focused, she loved to visit relatives or work on her family history, even on vacations. She was educated, lucid, and never let her feelings get the better of her, casting an aura of peace and wisdom on anyone she came into contact with. When there was something to be done in the community, she would always pitch in to lend a helping hand. If there were times she couldn't do a task by herself, she would rally up as many people who would be willing to help get it done. No excuses or dawdling. She also taught an addiction recovery class and worked with troubled youth, changing their lives, which in turn had a ripple effect throughout the county. Perhaps the most direct influence had and Margaret had in her town was by running for mayor and serving consecutive terms from 2008 to 2012. Now, being the mayor of Leamington, Utah, isn't as grand as most people might think. Small-town mayors don't give tedious speeches or receive lavish paychecks, only $600 a year. Rather, she took care of the town's budget and other finances and knew the needs of the individual citizens. Margaret knew someone had to serve and figured it was her time to donate her time and resources to the tiny town she loved so dearly. One of the biggest contributions Margaret gave to Leamington was organizing a yearly 5K run slash walk. She started the race in 2006 because she wanted to add something to Lamarado Days, the annual town celebration held on Labor Day, for locals of all ages to have fun running or walking together. In 2010, Margaret was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer. After enduring months of exhausting chemotherapy, she was eventually pronounced cancer-free. Sadly, the cancer returned, this time into her lungs, and she passed away in 2014 at 66 years old. When I asked people around town how we can remember her, their counsel was to be helpers to others. Lift where you stand and recognize your talents to share them. 
That's exactly what Margaret did, and she left a lasting legacy for generations to come. Margaret Pruitt knew what was truly important, and throughout her lifetime on this earth, she was generous with her time, love, and patience. I am truly thankful for the opportunity to have written about this extraordinary woman. Even through my shortcomings, I hope to follow her example a little more each day. Margaret's selflessness will be remembered fondly by friends and family, especially during the annual 5K, which was named after her when she passed away. Even though many people have never met Margaret, no doubt she was loved by all who knew her, and heaven knows how many people's lives have been affected by her. For that, those lucky enough to know her story are forever grateful. Well, thank you for reading that for us. That's so wonderful. And uh, so I think Lemington is quite close to Delta, right? It's in that area? It's about uh, half an hour away. Yeah. And so you were able to talk to people, I guess, who, who knew uh, her. Yeah, there's still lots of family that live around here. Yeah, wonderful. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, helping us to learn about uh, Margaret Pruitt, uh, former mayor of uh, Lemington. Uh, so is your mom on the line? Yes, she is. Hi, is it uh, Anna Lilly? You got it. Oh, I got it first try. Very good. Uh, so uh, what did you think about your daughter entering the contest? I was so excited. She was. She came home saying, there's a contest and writing an essay, and I want to do it. And I'm like, go for it. Um, we knew that Margaret Pruitt was uh, an influential woman in our community where we just moved here four years ago this summer. So we, we knew about her, and um, she did such a great job uh, interviewing her daughter and just getting it done. I'm so proud of her. Oh, it's wonderful. And some great lessons learned, it sounds like, from, from the life of uh, Margaret Pruitt. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely so. Well, congratulations uh, to you and to your daughter. Thank you so much, Tom, for your time. Uh, and uh, Kezia, uh, thank you so much, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, Kezia Burroughs is uh, honorable mention winner in the high school uh, division of the Better Days 2020 uh, essay contest. We've had several other winners on with us today. Thank you for to all of them for sharing their essays, and thanks to the good folks at Better Days 2020. Thanks to you for listening today. Uh, we're going to now finish the program with the latest from Beehive Archive. It's the Beehive Archive on Utah Public Radio. I'm Megan Weiss. Known for its history as a settlement for displaced Japanese Americans during World War II, this ranching, mining, and farm town in Wasatch County was buried by the Jordanelle Reservoir. Learn more after this. I'm Jody Graham, Director of Utah Humanities. Beehive Archive is brought to you on Utah Public Radio by Utah Humanities with the generous support of the Lawrence T. and Janet T. D. Foundation. We are proud to partner with community organizations to tell Utah stories and hope you will tune in each week for the Beehive Archive. Welcome to the Beehive Archive, a two-minute look at some of the most pivotal and peculiar events in Utah's history. If you've ever been to the Jordanelle Reservoir, you may not have realized the rich history lurking in the depths below you. Keatley, the town that drowned in the reservoir's waters, was home to cattle ranchers, miners, bootleggers, and Japanese Americans forcibly removed from their homes during World War II. After silver was discovered in Park City, prospectors opened the Ontario claim to the east of town in 1872, and they named the area after Pony Express rider Jack Keatley. Eventually, 
the entire Keatley area was bought by George and Donald Fisher for ranching. During the silver mining boom of the 1920s, the Fishers filled the area with two-story buildings that housed up to 600 miners. They leased the rest of the land for a schoolhouse, a store, and an amusement hall called the Blue Goose, run by a pair of brothers named Big and Little Joe. The Blue Goose hosted boxing matches, dance nights, and had pool tables, a marble-topped bar, and, during Prohibition, a bootlegging operation. After the Great Depression stalled Utah's mining operations, Keatley was mostly deserted. One of the Fisher brothers leased the land in 1942 to a Japanese-American businessman named Fred Wada. Wada established a farm co-op in Keatley as an alternative for Japanese-American citizens who would otherwise be sent to internment camps, such as the one outside Delta, Utah. Although the Park City Town Council and the local sheriff lobbied for the removal of the co-op, Governor Herbert Ma praised the Keatley farmers and called them loyal high-class citizens after sampling a box of their produce. When the dam gates closed in 1995 to provide water for a growing population, one historian lamented that when the Jordanelle Reservoir is filled and all the recreational facilities are in use, people are not likely to remember the small town of Keatley, far below them in its watery grave. Now, under 5.1 square miles of water is the drowned Ontario mine, the empty miners' quarters, the ruins of the Blue Goose, and Fred Wada's fields. Find sources and past episodes of the Beehive Archive at utahumanities.org. For the Beehive Archive, a production of Utah Humanities, I'm Megan Weiss. You're listening to Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSUFM Logan, and also heard at upr.org.